Jesus continues to address a crowd of his disciples. He invites his followers to shower radical love, blessing, forgiveness, generosity, and trust, even on enemies and outsiders. Living in harmony with God's intent brings the reward of overflowing blessing. The Gospel according to Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of our Lord. So we pick up where we left off last week, reading the Sermon on the Plain. Last week, Jesus spoke comfort to the afflicted and afflicted the comfortable. Today, Jesus doubles down on all of us. He commands us to love and do kindness to those who hurt, hate, curse, and abuse us. He commands us to give to everyone who begs, lend without repayment, like giving a gift. He tells us that in our relationships, we should not judge, condemn, but we should forgive. Jesus is asking, without asking, quite a lot. It's a very high standard he is setting and demanding we meet. So let's back this up a little bit. Jesus refers to sinners at least three times in as many, in as many verses. And when we're little children, we're told everyone sins, everyone is a sinner, but God, Jesus, forgives us. We are told that a sin is when we do something wrong, and we are pointed to the Ten Commandments for examples of wrong things, like murder, stealing, adultery, coveting our neighbor's goods. And a lot of people hold on to this fundamental understanding of sin, doing something wrong or bad, and they either try to not do bad things, or at least not too many bad things. We are often taught to do good things, like sharing, or giving to those less fortunate than ourselves, and honoring and listening to our parents. 
It's a very basic, foundational way of thinking about sin. It's not wrong, but there's more to it. Sin is far less about doing or not doing bad things, and I think far more about broken and fractured relationships. The original sin in Eden wasn't eating a piece of fruit. It was humanity trying to be like or to be greater than God. God created humanity and gave us paradise. We were gifted with caring for creation, living in relationship with all the creatures of land, sea, and sky, and all living things of the earth. But because such is the nature of the human condition, that wasn't enough for us. We said, surely, if we are made in the image and likeness of God, tasked with caring for all of God's creation, then we must be gods ourselves. We can overthrow the capital G God, and we can rule over the earth as we see fit. Obviously, we failed in that endeavor because, first of all, we are not the capital G God. We are not even small G gods. We're just people. In our attempt to usurp God, we fractured and broke the human-divine relationship. Since our expulsion from Eden, we have been trying to repair, reconcile, reconcile and restore that relationship, individually and collectively. The whole of our scriptures tell the stories of us and God in relationship. While we keep getting it wrong, we keep rejecting God, telling him no. But God keeps reaching out to us continuously and always, calling us back to Eden, to the divine realm. The Ten Commandments are all about relationship. The first concern our relationship with God. No other gods. Don't take God's name in vain. Remember and keep holy the Sabbath. And the rest concern our relationships with our neighbors, honoring our parents, and that whole list of do-nots, the killing, adultery, stealing, lying, and coveting. When we break any of these commandments, we further erode our relationships with one another and the divine in whose image we are created, whose likeness we bear and carry into the world to and with one another. We read in Genesis this morning a very small portion of Joseph's story skipping a lot of the worldly drama of deceit, betrayal, human trafficking, false imprisonment, and so on. And we jump to some of the divine drama of reconciliation. Because what is more divinely dramatic than revealing yourself with joy to the people who handed you over for death? Now let's jump back to Jesus on the plane. Like Matthew's longer version on the mountain, this sermon is a discourse on ethical living. The portion we've read today is focused on radical love, blessing, forgiveness, generosity, and trust. All qualities of God. And all about living in relationship with one another. When he says, even sinners, Jesus recognizes some people are easy to love, and we all love someone. We also need to love that person who screams abuses at us all day. Some people are easy to bless, and we all share what we have with our friends. Now, go give your coat to your neighbor who is cold out on the street, 
and don't make their life harder by limiting where they can sleep. Some people are easy to forgive, and we don't hold grudges. But forgive the person who caused you harm, the one who ruined your life. Jesus tells us that discipleship and ethical living requires us to love the difficult, to bless the undeserving, to forgive the unforgivable. Think about the Lord's Prayer. We say, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us as we forgive others. So, how do you forgive? Our scriptures, including the words of Jesus in every gospel, give us a lot of guidance and directions for living according to the realm of God, including in how Jesus teaches us to pray. And it's all about our relationships to God and one another, the known and the unknown. So take a moment and skim again our gospel lesson from this morning. How do you see your relationships in Jesus' words? How do you see your relationship with God? Your relationships with those that you love easily? What about those you've never met? and those who have hurt you. How do you love, bless, and forgive like God? Amen.